Now through June 29th, you can earn up to four times rewards points on your favorite products throughout the store at Safeway. Shop for items like Coca-Cola products, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Dannon Light and Fit Yogurt, Mott's Original Applesauce, Heinz Ketchup, and McCormick Spices. And earn up to four times bonus reward points to use for discounts on gas or groceries. Visit Safeway.com or download the Safeway For You app to earn your reward points today. Offer valid through June 29th. See store for more details. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Baseball, powered by Prospects Live. Uh, we are here in the new year. I'm very excited for what we have to come uh, in 2023 for Beyond Baseball. But Caleb, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm, and I'm really excited about our guest, like you mentioned. Um, our guest is, you know, a one-of-a-kind personality. So we'll, yeah. we'll get to it real quick. But this is our intro for uh, what, what I think will be a really good uh, year of great podcasts, great guests, and really good stories. Yeah, I agree. And I'm really excited about this one, too. Um, And just going into this year, we're just excited that this is episode 10. We're in the double digits. So we made our way. Um, And we have Vinny Pasquantino from the Kansas City Royals, uh, first baseman, going to be starting this year for them as well. And it's just an incredible human being. Uh, Caleb, what were some of your favorite things from that interview? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that stands out right away is the guy has a sense of humor and he doesn't take life too seriously. I know those are kind of cliches in a way, but when you're, you know, part of a franchise that has, you know, the Bobby Wood Juniors and the legendary Salvador Perez's, you know that you have to figure out where your role is. And uh, a lot of that is checking your ego out the door. I think he does a really good job of saying, you know, I'm just a person. I get to play baseball. Um, I'm not going to spoil any of the, you know, things going up into his path and how he dealt with COVID and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's very interesting just knowing where he came from and where he is now. And one of the things that really stood out to me was just – him understanding how to work with people. Let's put yeah. the baseball thing aside. I know we always try to go beyond baseball, but I think for him, he really has to figure out, this is where I fit. This is who I'm working with. We want to achieve the same thing. And to get there, we all have to understand our personalities and how we fit in with you know an overall team culture. Yeah, and I, I love that about him too. And when you talked about ego, I think people who work in the restaurant industry will very much appreciate this interview as well. Um, it's just kind of cool to hear how some of his pers- perspectives got developed during that COVID year that you mentioned, but we'll save that for everybody to kind of listen into. Um, but I think that was my favorite thing, like you said, just how humble he was down to earth and how much he cared about winning with a team that he's currently on and being in that clubhouse with those guys. So I think everybody's going to be really enjoy that. Um, since this is just such an awesome episode, we're going to keep the intro short and take you right to that interview with Vinny Pasquantino. Enjoy it. 
All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Beyond Baseball. We have an awesome interview today. Uh, we have the Italian breakfast, uh, the Italian nightmare, all the nicknames that you can think of. Uh, Vinny Pasquantino. Vinny, how are you doing today? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, good to be here. Yeah, we really appreciate you taking some time. Um, just for the viewers who don't know you, uh, just give a little bit of background on uh, who you are, how you got to uh, where you are now, and just some of your passions that you have outside of the game. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm from Richmond, Virginia, uh, born and raised in Virginia, went to went to a high school in Virginia that actually has another big leaguer. Uh, Josh Winder, who's with the Twins, and uh, first-round draft pick Griffin Roberts, who's with the Cardinals. He was in Double A last year with them. Um, then I went to Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia, uh, where I played for three years, and then was fortunate enough to get drafted by the Royals uh, in the 11th round of the 2019 draft. Then I, you know, I was on the last ever. Uh, split rookie ball teams uh, before they contracted the minor leagues. I was the last, uh, one of the last players ever to play in Burlington as a professional. I played wow. in Burlington, North Carolina for the Burlington Royals. They are now the Burlington Sock Puppets uh, of the <laughs> Appalachian Collegiate League. Uh, so it's pretty cool that they're still able to field a team. Um, that's a pretty cool league that they're doing now. Then, you know, then we had, you know, then the pandemic hit and kind of hit everybody hard and I was not fortunate enough to go to the alt site or be a part of any of the workouts over the summer. So I got a job at a burger place uh, called Burger Eam, Burger I am, and I was a, <laughs> I was a, a cook. Uh, so I learned how to make burgers and different things like that, different kind of sandwiches. So that's what I did in 2020. Um, then we had fall camps that year, instructs. And then 21, I played for the Quad City River Bandits, which is the high A team. It's in in Davenport, Iowa, and then I was I was lucky enough to get promoted to Double A midseason to Northwest Arkansas, and then this year started in Omaha, and then was uh, able to finish in the big leagues with the Royals, and and I've I've moved to Nashville all in that time, so I'm home, wow. I'm home in Nashville right now. Um, pretty much outside of baseball, I don't really do much other than watch football and tweet about it. Uh, that's pretty much all I do. Um, I'm a, I'm a New York Jets fan, and I watch all their games whenever I can, and I light up social media about them, and to be honest, that's really all I do other than <laughs> hang out with my fiance and my dog. That's that's pretty much what I do. Yeah, I, I won't want to admit that I'm a Patriots fan, so we won't have to get into <laughs> Yeah, don't. Don't do that. <laughs> Uh, well, that's awesome. Your journey is just incredible, kind of going from Old Dominion, uh, just kind of one of those smaller schools. Uh, um, kind of take us into that little that transition as well, kind of going from being kind of the big fish at a small school and uh, transitioning to professional baseball where everybody's talented and you're coming into this environment that you're just dealing with different skill sets of players. So kind of take us into that transition. Yeah, um, to be honest, I think Old Dominion helped me prepare for pre professional baseball more than any other school could have, uh, just for my own circumstances, because I came into uh, school as like a, I was 6'4", 190 pounds maybe, and I was a two-way player at first, never ended up pitching in the collegiate level, just ended up playing first base, um, and my coach there, Chris Finwood, Carl Nottemaker, Mike Marin, Tim Levine, all those guys, there's too, too many to name, but they all prepared me uh, for what being a professional looked like pretty much from day one of getting to school, and they were able to kind of shape 
they're obviously they're not the only people that have shaped who I am as a baseball player, but they really helped me. You know, for three years, your coaches are kind of like your your parents. Yeah. Uh, because you're away from home, so the only people that you can really rely on and trust is your coaches. So if you don't have that trust, uh, being able to communicate with your coaches effectively, it's it's really hard to be away from home without that kind of guiding light. So for me, I was super lucky to have those guys in my life who were able to kind of shape who I am uh, in turning me into a professional and turning me into kind of who I am now. Yeah, and I love that mindset because not many coaches do that. They kind of, they, but it sounds like your coach is really focused on the human being that you were outside of the game, which I think is, is absolutely awesome. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, at a small school, not everybody that goes there is going to go professionally and mm-hmm. I think things have kind of changed with the NIL stuff like that because guys are able to get paid um, and they're able to transfer without having to sit out so it's kind of it's it's I'm not saying that in a bad way I'm not the old man yelling at a cloud <laughs> I'm just saying it, it has changed um, and to be honest I don't really know how much it has changed because I, I it doesn't affect me anymore I'm not in college um, yeah so it, for me it was just really important that it really was a family a lot of people preach that their school or whatever their program is a family and for me at old dominion i really felt like it was and the beautiful thing about it is it's not like everybody had that experience that was an experience that i had um not everything works out for for everybody and people need to go find their own fit so guys are transferring different things like that because they need to find their way and i think it's a cool thing for people to be able to make those decisions now for what's better for them and their family yeah yeah Vinny, I, I was going to jump in. Um, nice to meet you. My name is Caleb Mezzi. Um, I wanted to just kind of touch upon the, the ODU experience. How did you choose that? I know you're from Virginia and, you know, it's not too far away from home, but ODU is one of those schools. I mean, I'm 36 years old and, and I've even known that they produce some major leaguers. So I think they're under the radar in terms of producing that. It might have been one of the reasons why you chose that. And then when you were there, what were you doing outside of baseball? What was your major how was the academic side? Um, I am a college professor, so that's why I'm asking this question. But I, I, I'm more or less trying to figure out, you know, at what point in your ODU career did you see the major leagues as a possibility? Uh, to be honest, the major leagues was, like, just to answer that question more directly, the major leagues was never a possibility until it became a reality. Um, it mm-hmm. wasn't something for me that I always looked at as being realistic. It was always something that I wanted to do, but it was always a dream. It was never a here's my path because – and this is why, like, I kind of love being a later round pick is there was never a clean path to the big leagues for me. Um, I had to earn everything that I've gotten. So, and I, I personally, I love that because it gives me a free chip I can put on my shoulder at any given time. Um, so for me, like, that's just kind of, you know, I, I was in school obviously thinking about playing in the big leagues, but it was more focused on, all right, what's the next step? All right, the next step is this. Like get to professional baseball. Once you get to professional baseball, then you try to move up every level. Then once you get to AAA, you try to get to the big leagues. And, you know, that's just kind of how my mind works. Um, but, yeah, so I committed as a sophomore to Old Dominion. They were my first offer. Um, and it was kind of like what my mom would compare to um, a wedding dress and how it's kind of the first one you fall in love with. And that's kind of how it was <laughs> me. Um, I knew. Like, I knew immediately. So pretty much as soon as as soon as they gave me an offer, I was ready to commit. And then obviously you have to go into kind of negotiations of kind of figuring out the money, making sure things work like that. And for me, we were able to, you know, do that quickly. And I was able to commit and I have 
zero regrets about uh, committing that early and committing to Old Dominion. But while I was there, when I first went to school, I was a sports management major because that's kind of just what everybody did. So I was like, all right, that's cool. I'll be a sports management major, see where that leads. And then I realized, to be honest, I wasn't really that passionate about it. So I talked to my academic advisor, who at the time, was her name was Meredith McCall. And we decided that what I was passionate about was communicating and communication. <laughs> um, and so I changed my major to, uh, to, to communications with a minor in lifespan uh, communications. And so from my sophomore year on, I was studying communications. And I got drafted as a junior, but I ended up going back and getting my degree right away. Um, so I got drafted in 19, took classes over the summer in 19, in the fall of 19, spring of 20 COVID hit still was taking classes and was able to get my degree in December of 20. So I am a proud, proud, uh, collegiate graduate of <laughs> university. That's awesome. I mean, it, so the one thing that's kind of cool too, is now you have a new manager also went to the same school as you. How, how awesome is it to kind of have that community or that sense of community with your now manager um, that you're going to have in the big leagues? Yeah, I, I think it's really, it's really special. Um, so I believe there's seven guys currently, playing in the major leagues. That would be, mm-hmm. obviously, Justin Verlander. He's the marquee name that everybody knows. Um, me, P.J. Higgins, who is a catcher with the Cubs right now. Uh, Connor Overton, who pitches with the Reds. Jared Young, who finished in the big leagues with the Cubs. So that's five. Daniel Hudson, who's been all over the mm-hmm. place. He closed out the World Series, I believe, for the Nationals mm-hmm. a few years ago. Oh, man, and I'm forgetting one. Why Yarbrough? Ryan Yarbrough, <laughs> who I should know because he owns two strikeouts over me, so I should absolutely know Yarby. Um, so yeah, so so those guys, and now Matt Quatrero is a manager in the big leagues, and that's uh, and it's for my team, so that's pretty special for me. Um, I don't know uh, Q all that well, but I do. We have spoken over the past few years. He went back to Old Dominion a few years ago and spoke cool. at a banquet that we had. Yarbrough was also there and spoke at that banquet. Um, so I met both of them then, and then continued to uh kind of get to know them this year as we played tampa um so yeah it's it's really cool i've talked to him a few times and we're both really fired up to get things going nice yeah i guess the the uh, the only other question that i can think of here too is um so as you kind of think about your off season and uh things like that um how do you find yourself outside of the game in the offseason, but also focus on uh, getting ready for the season and uh, planning on goals for 2023? And what are some of your goals for the 2023 season? So I don't set, like, statistical goals like yeah. that um, yeah. just because my mind, like we've already kind of talked about how my mind works. My mind just doesn't work that way because then it's like once you once you get to that goal, then what? <laughs> what, do you, yeah. what do you do now? Yeah. Um, so I'm always looking for something to push me forward. So – Really, there's just some things in my game that I'm looking to clean up offensively and de- defensively, a few things body-wise that I want to do. And other than that, I just want to kind of keep pushing forward. Um, I I just really love the game of baseball, to be honest. Like, normally I wouldn't want to watch what I do at night at yeah. home. Like, I wouldn't want to watch my job. But I, I love it too much that every night I find myself watching the World Series, watching whatever playoff game's on, um, just because I think it's fun. And it's even more special now because – you know, I've played against these guys. Um, we played against Houston this year. We play against Philly next year. So it'll be it'll be really cool to play those two teams specifically and just be able to get back out there. Um, I just I love this game, and I'm I'm really happy to represent baseball and represent Major League Baseball, and it's just something that I'm really proud of. Yeah, Vinny, I, I want to jump in and ask you a few loaded questions here. Um, one is, I'm a 
like a true baseball fan, and I've you know heard about you specifically because I love the the guys who walk and take pitches and you know don't have a high uh, strikeout rate. And I think you fall into that category, but that's not where I'm going with this question. One of the things I've really learned about you is how your teammates think of you, the jokes, the culture that you kind of created with. I think your sense of humor and humility. Um, so one of the things I, I really want to learn more about is this experience as a cook at the burger um, place in 2020. And then, you know, you talk about that you don't have interest outside of baseball, but I actually think that the human side, and this is what we kind of show in beyond baseball is a super interest of yours. Like I think that part and then applying it to baseball, you being a clubhouse guy, even if you probably wouldn't call yourself that I'm just getting that vibe. So I want to hear just more about that burger experience in the clubhouse. And then I'll ask you some other personal interest questions. Yeah. So the burger place was interesting um, because I got home, COVID hit, right? And we were all kind of screwed. I mean, you name me a person that wasn't screwed because of COVID, and I'll show you a liar. Um, like, Michael Rubin from Fanatics is the only person I think who benefited. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's just one of those things where I, I'm not going to complain about it because we all went through something, right? Um, so I got home. I was living with my parents. My now fiance, we were both living with my parents and yeah. it was just kind of like, I can't just, you know, sit here and do nothing. Like I gotta, obviously I'm still trying to work out, still trying to do this, but it's hard to get access to a gym. It's hard, you know, again, just another thing that we were all going through together. So a big thing at the time, right, was takeout. That's all you were able to really get. You weren't able to really go eat. And so there was a bunch of places around that were hiring. Um, and I went through my first ever job interview. Uh, which was interesting. I'd never been through like a real job interview before. Um, had to go into the place, find the right guy, uh, sit down with him. I had no experience working. Like I, I was lucky enough through my life that I had never had to like get a job when I was in high school or anything. I was very fortunate um, to be able to play baseball while I was in high school, not have to uh, work. And I'm very lucky um, to say that. So I go in, I interview the guys like, so, tell me about this baseball thing. Like, what's that? And I was like, well, yeah, I'm in the Royals organization. Um, I've only played in rookie ball, but yeah, I play professionally. And he was super interested by that. And then, uh, then we, and then he was like, well, do you have any experience working in a kitchen? Cause that's what we're looking for. And it's like, Nope. <laughs> He's like, all right, well, we'll take you through a, a day of training and see how you do. And based on how you do, we'll see. So I went in, you know, did it, did it, did well enough, got the job. So I started working like four or five times a week, something like that. Uh, and did it throughout that summer. I still remember when opening day of the COVID season happened, I was watching it from my job. Uh, yeah. So, so it was a, it was a really cool experience, I think, because I got to learn uh, more about life and kind of how people are, as opposed to just the people I had been around my entire life, which were baseball players. So I built a few relationships through that, which are really cool. Um, yeah, I forgot what your other question was, to be honest. Well, I mean, let's just go off that. So how does working there, because that's a grind in itself, compared to playing professional baseball? Um, well, the way I would describe it is when you close, like anybody who works in the service industry, the restaurant industry knows this, is when you close at 9 and you're there until midnight because you're cleaning, because it needs to be clean, that sucks. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> And it really puts it in perspective when you have an 0 for 4 night and you go clean up, shower, change, and go home. 
that maybe it's not too bad. Because <laughs> yeah. I and it's not that, that that mental fear of whether it being sent down or just not performing well isn't real. Because obviously that's real, but it's just kind of a different experience when uh, when you've experienced something like cleaning a kitchen. <laughs> and it needs to be super, super clean because it's health code violations. Uh, because it's you know that's that's labor, right? That's what. Uh, yeah. That's what yeah. Do. Yeah. I didn't work in the food industry, but I actually did work in the uh, Royals clubhouse in the Arizona Complex League, and we were there hours after the game, and it's like kind of the same thing. We talk about that sometimes. Like your job as a you know as a as a clubhouse attendant is basically dependent on when guys are willing to give you their clothes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so it's kind of funny how like everything just kind of works out like that. It's like, you can't leave until I give you my clothes essentially because you've got to wash them. And then you know, yep. it's just kind of a, you know, everybody's got a job to do. Right. Yeah. yeah the other I, part of my question was that clubhouse thing. And that's where I was trying to see, like, and I think we'll get into Jared's question, which is how you got your nickname. But like, I'm curious how you take those experiences from kind of flying under the radar, being a later round pick, having, as you said, you know, this, this not so clear path that you have to earn each step of the way, how you bring that into the clubhouse, how you, you know, I mean, you're, you're with some pretty big name prospects and it's not a lie there. So I'm curious how you bring that into the clubhouse. All right. So this might sound bad, just what I'm about to say, but I just don't say it. Like, yeah. I just don't care. I don't care who you are. I don't care. I mean, obviously, there's standards there. But I'm saying, like, we're all in the same clubhouse, right? We're all going yeah. through this together. Yeah. Let's just let's make it a good time if we can. Um, it's not worth it's not worth coming into the clubhouse where you're with these guys for at least 162 days every year to be in a bad mood or, you know, be upset about something. Because while you're there, you have a job to do. You might as well make it make it a good time. So that's kind of my mindset is, you know, we're all at some point, like if, if three guys are rolling on a team and they're smoking hot at the plate or something like that, three guys are ice cold at the plate. Yeah. So, so it's not worth my time if I'm struggling to be super upset about it because somebody else is doing unbelievable. And then when I'm doing unbelievable, that guy might be struggling at that same time. And now I'm all of a sudden in a good mood because I'm going great. Like yeah. to me, to me, that's just, it's fake a little bit. And, once for me, once I figured out that I am who I am as a person, me on the field doesn't affect me as a person. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what baseball player Vinny is doing. Once I step off the field, once I leave the stadium, human Vinny becomes alive, and it doesn't matter. And I know a, guy, a lot of guys talk about that when they have kids, is they have a different perspective on things. Yep. When they go home, it doesn't matter how they played because there is so much pressure every night. You're getting tagged and. You're getting tagged in tweets, yeah. you're getting DMs, and, like, you know, whether it's people placing bets based off of how you do and you don't do it, and now you've lost somebody money. Like, nobody yeah. cares if you lose somebody else money because that's your fault for betting, right? Like, it's, it's just one of those <laughs> things where, yeah. it's, one of those things where it's like it's, it's, you can't put all that pressure on yourself because if you do, you're going to crumble. So, to me, if I can relieve pressure from other guys and help them, that helps me too. Yeah. That helps the Royals. We win games. Now we're all happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely love that mindset. Um, and as we kind of go dive into these last couple questions, the first question I have is, um, I know George Brett gave you the Italian nightmare uh, nickname, but where did the Italian breakfast one come from? So 
I think you you know him pretty well. The guys from Royals Farm, yeah, they were the yeah. ones who created the nickname. And it, it's a comp to Billy Butler, who was the country breakfast and got it, a yeah. large first baseman. Therefore, Italian. <laughs> so before I got to the big leagues, it was Italian breakfast. Um, it's nicknames are cool. Anytime yeah. anybody's talking about you in a positive way, that's always a nice thing. So yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on the nickname, right? I mean, I appreciate those guys. So, but we have to know what is an Italian breakfast. No idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we have to make we have to make it right now. I mean, you have experience with burgers. I don't. I wouldn't say a burger is well, Italian breakfast, let me, but let me tell you this: I'm going to Italy on Monday. Mm. I'll be there for a week, so maybe I can update everybody what a real Italian breakfast is. Let's do it. Yeah. It could be just a carbonara pizza. Just <laughs> from a lot of people, I hear you know the stereotype. I'm not saying this is true. This stereotype. It's like a cannoli and a cigarette is what most Italians have for breakfast. Um, Wild. That's not what I'll be having for breakfast. <laughs> I'll let everybody know. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, so the last question I always ask, kind of just to, to wrap things up, um, I, I spoke with Ben Kudrin, and he talked about how important it was to have like meetings and coffees with like you and Michael Massey and to, to help them transition to professional baseball. So one question I kind of always wrap up with is, um, what's one piece of advice you have for the younger guys who are just making that transition out of high school to the pros or coming from college and just trying to establish themselves outside of the game but in the game as well as soon as they make uh, that jump? Yeah, I think it's the, the jump, especially from high school, is tough if you don't have a really good support system around you because for the first time in your life, you're on your own and you have a little bit of money in your pocket. So there's a lot of temptations. And, like, it's weird thinking I'm old enough now to be like, yeah, those kids or whatever. But, it's I mean, it's yeah. true. They're 18, 19, 20, right? I'm 25 now. Um, like, I've kind of experienced things that those guys are about to experience. So if they were to ask me, you know, I would just tell them, like, you really just need to focus on what you actually want, not what people tell you you want. Mm. Because there's plenty of guys that are playing professional baseball that don't really like the game of baseball. And some of them are just so talented that it doesn't matter, and they're going to make it anyway. Um, but, you know, even like most guys that are – some guys that are playing, most guys do really have a passion for the game, and you really find that out when they become coaches afterwards or things like that. So I my – my biggest advice to guys like Ben, guys who came out of high school, guys that are coming out of college, is really just enjoy these next few years because your first few years in professional baseball are different than any other time because you are you have to have a roommate. So you're living with somebody that you just met that could be from across the country from you, but at that same time, and you're kind of miserable when you're doing it because nobody <laughs> really likes having a roommate. But it was kind of advice that I got in college was enjoy this time now because later when you have a family and when you're living on your own, you're going to actually miss your friends. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things for those guys. They're lucky enough to have the fountains, which is the dorm kind of system that the Royals have in Arizona. Mm -hmm. now. They're lucky enough to be around all of their best friends every single day. Enjoy it now because even if you're in the big leagues later, that's when it really becomes a job and you're focused yeah. on how you're performing because wins really really matter in the big league so focus on what's going to make you the best human and best player as early as you can because then when you do get to the big leagues everything will work itself out because you've already built those kind of those uh you know the skeleton of your house so to speak mm -hmm. to make that a livable house yeah, yeah. Vinny, if i could i, I just want to i mean you mentioned think about what you want and act upon what you want that is so key, and it's, it's really a mature perspective to looking at baseball. The curious thing, you know, me asking you is, 
you're in a clubhouse with so many guys. You've gone through the minors with so many guys. You played college and high school with so many guys. Baseball is such an interesting sport because you can look across the diamond, like even at the other team, and every single person there wants something different. You might ultimately want to win, but like their experience in baseball, their journey in baseball, there's a different meaning. There's a different want there. So, I mean, I, I have to ask, what do you want at this point? I think we understand your off-season plan, but like ultimately, what do you want? Yeah, I, it's kind of it's a tough que- question to answer, just because I want a lot of things. Um, yeah, <laughs> and you could take it so many different directions at different points in your life. Yeah, like that—that's a good way to phrase it. Is at different point of your life, you want to. Like, I always will talk about it, and I've never experienced it. So when I talk about it, I'm very, very ignorant about it. So I know that. But you'll hear a lot of times guys get those massive contracts and then immediately say, I just want to win. That's it. Yeah. And the reason they're able to say that is because now they're financially secure. So now they're able to just want to win. Mm -hmm. Whereas the way that baseball is set up, you have to get so many years to eventually become financially secure. And I'm talking about for years and years and years, not just in the short term. Um, So it's tough. Like, yeah, my main goal is want to win. Secondarily of that, I would like to set up my family for the rest of my life, as for the yeah. rest of my life, their lives, whatever, as we all do. Like, I don't think it's unfair to just go ahead and say that, right? That's what we all want. But at the end of the day, I don't like being in a clubhouse that's losing all the time. I really yeah. don't. So I also, yes, while long-term, I want to be set up financially for the future and for my family, their family, whoever it may be. But at the end of the day, I really, really want to win. And I'll be like, this is kind of a weird way to phrase it. Most people will say, I hate losing more than I like winning. I'm the opposite. I like winning way more than I hate losing. <laughs> and that's why I'm okay with sometimes losing. Because if we all give it everything we got that specific night to win, how can you be mad if you lose? If you just get beat, you get beat. So for me, number one is to win. I mean, it's just to win. I want to win championships. Yeah. I, I grew up dreaming about hoisting the World Series trophy, and that's what I want to do one day. So for me, that's my goal. That That's an awesome perspective to end on it because it's just you focusing on the baseball side and how important that is to you and the human element of everything that you are going to do in life. Um, and, Vinny, we can't thank you enough for taking the time. We'll let you get to that workout that you got um, going on. I mean, we're wishing you the best of luck next year. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for having me on. Hope I wasn't too too bad. No, that was That'd awesome. Be, it was great. And when you're coming to Philly, just hit me up. Let me know. I'm here. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Take care, man. See you guys. Now through June 29th, you can earn up to four times rewards points on your favorite products throughout the store at Safeway. Shop for items like Coca-Cola products, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Dannon Light and Fit Yogurt, Mott's Original Applesauce, Heinz Ketchup, and McCormick Spices. And earn up to four times bonus reward points to use for discounts on gas or groceries. Visit Safeway.com or download the Safeway For You app to earn your reward points today. Offer valid through June 29th. See store for more details. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.